This is Brandon Ayuk, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast, episode 215. My name is Alex Dunlap here with the Trash Man. Got a lot to get to today, Trash Man. Have some news and notes. We have the best ball cheat sheet at rosterwatch.com that we're excited to be getting up here soon as we preview the NFL Combine. We have some new prospect uh, breakdowns up for our pro members at rosterwatch.com for Juwan Jennings, the wide receiver out of Tennessee, and Brandon Ayuk the wide receiver out of uh, Arizona State. also wanted to just kind of maybe touch on some XFL stuff. I, I'm going to be doing an XFL you know, breakdown and primer probably for our pro members as soon as I get done doing this, but would definitely like to hear your thoughts on, on some of that. I know that you've at least looked at the Dallas roster being the um, – being the homer for that city that that you are, but before we get a little speaking of that, let, what do you think about this shit about Des Bryant texting Jerry about coming back to the Cowboys? Do 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 you want do you want Des back, Trash Man? Texting Jerry? That's not well. I heard that Stephen Jones. Um. Well, what is actually, it? no. I guess it was, I was Des texting him about it, but it was te- him texting. Um. It was Stephen Jones. I'm sorry, Stephen Jones. Jerry, that's right, Jerry. Jerry's son. So what the hell? <laughs> well, they could use him. They can't use him. No. What do you think that they get rid of Amari and then this way they can just keep afford Dak, afford Dak, afford Byron Jones? I don't. I it's don't cock Mamie, dude. Des, it's Des it's cock Mamie, but I wouldn't put it past. I wouldn't put it past Jerry De- if he if he was having the final say. De- Des needs to go play for the for the for the rough for the, roughnecks. The Dallas, no. no, the Dallas the, Renegades. Dallas Renegades. Renegades. Yeah, he could he could unite with Bob. I guess that wouldn't be a reunite with Bob Stoops. He's a, he, he he's an OSU guy, but certainly yeah. a guy he's seen across the sidelines before uh again this is the roster watch podcast if you're watching us on youtube or uh twitch uh periscope twitter facebook um and you like the pod make sure and go subscribe on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcast like i said trashman and i'll talk a little bit of xfl but i'm gonna have a complete xfl uh, breakdown and primer for this uh, week one i'm not sure if i'm going to make that here on the public feed or whether i'm going to make that for our pro members in the pro feed i might do it on the public feed for week ones to see how people like it. But I also feel like a little bit of a traitor to everybody else who's doing hard work on this, just to put out a bunch of free, good, good content. On it. Like everybody else is well, charging. F- feeling it out. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fine. I, I, I have a, I have a lot of takes about how this week one's going to, going to, going to look, but, but we'll get to that, all that stuff here. Well, I'll, let's just, let's just talk about it quick. So X, XFL, um, I know you haven't looked at the uh, you haven't looked at the matchups yet, Trash Man. But anything from just looking at the teams overall that you generally think. My initial thoughts, and I'll, I'll talk about it a lot more in depth. 
I'm going to be interested this week in playing players from the from uh, Tressman's Tampa Bay Vipers um, for from the June Jones Houston Roughnecks, especially now that we know that PJ Walker is going to be starting at, at the uh, at the depressed price there. Uh, and then, of course, these Dallas Roughnecks. The only thing that we need to wait on, of course, is whether or not Landry Jones is going to be able to go. I'm not sure that he is. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I I don't like if 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 Flandre Jones can't go, I'm not sure that that's going to be anything where I'm going to want to buy into the Jeff Bidets of the world. Somebody I was really excited about the tight end Donald Parham. There are a lot of these guys that it's crazy as it is. Landry Jones might be the most experienced quarterback in this in this fucking he's, league. He's so. he, he's the face of the XFL, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, he was the first he was he was the first pick of the XFL period. Our boy Michael Yeager saying just give a few free takes and make the rest for our pro subscribers. I might do like I might stream like a little breakdown for one game and then just cut it off and make the rest for the pro members. He's also saying that uh, he's he's also saying Jazz Ferguson. Well, I got bad news for you, buddy. Jazz Ferguson doesn't doesn't look like he's going to play this week. He hasn't participated in practice. Hasn't participated in practice all week. So make sure not to make sure not to get him in. What do you think, Trash Man? Any general overall trashy takes? I mean, I'm excited about. I mean, Lance Dun- Dunbar is back in Dallas. No, uh, he, he he ain't gonna play this week either. <laughs> he ain't gonna play. Do you do you think Cameron do do you think Cameron Artis Payne has anything left in the tank? I was looking at. It, I can't believe he's he's already 28 or 29 years old. Yeah, so life comes at you fast. He's 29. I I mean, well, he didn't play a whole lot, so <laughs> perhaps he's got some uh, he's got some tread left on those tires. Michael Yeager in the chat again. He's saying he's saying Kenneth Farrow and Kenneth Farrow was a guy that I was interested in as well. But the the thing about Farrow, Farrow was named as what well, he he he's on Seattle, right? He was named as their offensive team captain, but then the depth charts came out and it was it was AAF one of the AAF goats, Jaquan Gardner, who looks like is going to is listed as the starter. I'm not sure that that's going to be the way that it sticks because they, they took Trey Williams out of Texas A&M. You remember Trey Williams, right? Trash man. They took him with the number one overall pick in the skill player draft. They took Kenneth Farrow with the number two overall pick in the skill player draft. These dudes, like it's just such a, such a stark contrast between how these teams have been built. Like when you look at what the, you know what, man, I'm not going to get into all this. I'm I'm, I'm going to have the XFL pod after a while, but I think they're going to be running a lot. So I think Kenneth Farrow could be a good play. Um, yeah, I think yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe D'Angelo Henderson has a little bit of action left in him. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, how do you feel? Do you think that Andre Williams can, can like, we're talking about the Houston Roughnecks. Do you think that uh, I saw a video yesterday? Cause I've been sick enough to create a, create a Twitter list of like, you know, 75 XFL, you know, accounts. And, um, they had a video where it was just like some dude like laying down paint on the, on the field, you know, for the roughnecks. And then it's like this cloud of smoke in the locker room or something like that. And and like an Andre Williams just walks out and he's like rubbing his hands like this. It makes me think that they think he's like a star. He's certainly listed as number one. Um, They're asking in the chat if Trent Richards is playing. No. How how about this is because in, in AAF, I, I was, I was lucky enough to take down a couple of those big, not really, not big, but the bigger, the biggest tournaments that they had over on uh, Fanball last year, and basically my deal was I that was really that was really fun and profitable, and my deal like 
my deal was I hated Trent Richardson, but I realized early on that you have to play him every week because there was only so many volume backs in this in this league. Do you mm-hmm. think it feels like the Christian Michael is the one that people are going to be looking at <laughs> in this was, one? He was he's a, he was the next guy I was going to bring up. Well, do you think he could be the, the Trent Richardson of this league, a guy you might kind of need to play? Because he, he seems like a dude that could be lining up for a whole bunch of time. I mean, they they interview him after every practice. He seems like he's the star. because well, he's one of the only players that you've heard of. Well, right. Well, it, it, it is going to make him real popular in, 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 in DFS this week. So, we'll I mean, see. I wouldn't be surprised if they put some of these guys that have the bigger names, if they kind of encourage the coaches to get him more screen time, so to speak. And those guys would be, if we're just looking at it, you know, for the for the uh, just looking through them for the for the DC defenders, that would probably be Rashad Ross, even though he started out second on the depth chart behind these dirt balls like Malachi Dupree. I guess a lot of people might know who Malachi Dupree is. Um, uh, Cardale Jones is a guy who a lot of people will probably play there for the defenders. Of course, Landry Jones, if he goes for the for the uh, Renegades, Lance Dunbar, people know Sammy who Coates. he is. Oh yeah, well yeah, I haven't got to Houston yet, but yeah, Houston for sure. Sammy Coates is one of the highest priced guys on the whole slate. People know him; they know Andre Williams. Um, people are going to be on Eli Rogers. Uh, Eli Rod, even though he, you know, it's so funny he's not listed on the final depth chart for these guys. I think it's just it goes to show how much we probably can't trust these these uh, these these depth charts that have been put out. They're probably just made by like these aren't made by the coaches, but. Again, I'm going to have analysis of all that stuff here coming up. If you're a pro member at rosterwatch.com, keep an eye on the pro feed. Or if not, I might put it on the public feed. I, I really haven't I haven't decided yet. I'm, I might ask Byron if he has an opinion there. Uh, if he doesn't, it'll, you'll, just, you'll see me right back here right after this uh, doing that. So there's a little taste of XFL stuff for you. Trash me. Just a couple other things. Um, whenever we look at the news and notes around the NFL before we talk about Juwan Jennings, and before we talk about Brandon Ayuk, we talked a little bit about Des Bryant. What do you think about this stuff about, you know, nobody in Carolina even wanting to broach the subject of Cam Newton? Do you think he's, do you think he's going to be back? I just I don't I, I think it's I, I think it would be colossally stupid not to bring him back at the price. You, I mean, can't they have him for like 19 million bucks? Yeah, they can have him pretty cheaply. Although I don't know, it might be the if 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 you were the if 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 you were the brass in Carolina and Tom Brady said that he would be willing to go there. I mean, I I don't want Tom Brady. You 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 like your chances with Cam more than Tom Brady at this point? Uh, I said, well, I can't. Said, Come on, trash man. That's hard to say. I'm not <laughs> like I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it like I'm not saying it like that. I, what what I'm. Tom Brady last year was like objectively pretty ba- I mean, he looked pretty bad. He looked pretty bad. He'll say that, that, he, that didn't offense- have, he, he didn't have the weapons that he needed. Oh, please. He's never had the weapons that he needed. What <laughs> I mean, what's he had? Gronk, like a hurt Gronk? What, I mean, what was he really missing? He's always had he's always had like an ex wide receiver that he ignores. I mean, Nikhil Harry was a first round pick. He still has Julian Edelman. They brought in. They spent a second round pick to bring in Mohamed Sanu. They acted all preseason like. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's what he. That's what he's saying. Uh, I'm not saying I agree with that take. Do you believe that he really enrolled his? uh, Do you think that he really enrolled his kids in school in 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 Nashville? 
I don't think his kids are in schools like we think of. They, he's an elitist. He's a, he's an East Coast elitist. He uh, he he kisses his son on the mouth. <laughs> his son's like ten. His son's just like ten or eleven. He straight up kisses him on the mouth. You, you probably kiss your son on the mouth, don't you? The fuck I do, man. My son gets kisses <laughs> on the forehead and the cheek. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't even kiss my daughter on the mouth. No, it's weird, dude. You don't kiss your family on the mouth. That's something that only you do if you're only if you're like a Dracula or some kind of weird, weird, super rich elitist that it eats all your on own where, food. Where, where in Europe you might be from. And his yeah. wife, I mean, she's kind of, you know, she's Brazilian. It's uh, there's, there's they do things a little bit differently in those places. It's, nice. uh, it's a cultural like, thing. Feels really, really weird to kiss your own child right on the mouth, <laughs> especially your own boy. <laughs> Look, man, I don't know. Um, uh, I think that I, I think it, Brady, it would be good for him to go to a place like it's just like they keep talking about what like the Raiders or the Chargers or the you know some of the like just like you Philip Rivers would call it Brady and be like dude like you're gonna fucking die behind this offensive line if you like <laughs> you're gonna be 43 and you're play behind this offensive line did you see what happened to me last year I don't Come think on. I, I mean what I think Philip Rivers was a bigger problem than his offensive line. They talk about him, about him going out to Tampa behind that offensive line. I mean, are you, are you kidding me? Just un, unbelievable. No, thank you. I don't know. Maybe, maybe if we don't know by then, by the draft, maybe if you see a team picking up a lot of offensive linemen, then maybe that's some sort of indicator on where he, he might be. He needs going. to go to Tennessee. He needs to go to Tennessee, be there with Rabel, Patriot way. That's what we yeah, all. Then he want, didn't right? have to throw. Then he doesn't have to throw the ball at all. Do you want to pay Tom Brady or do you want to pay, pay Ryan Tannehill? I think now that's where you rather pay Brady. Yeah, I'd rather. I, I mean, Tannehill did a serviceable job. You could arguably say Tannehill did better than Brady this year. I mean, well, you could say that. I mean, I think inarguably, you could Byron say. That was a better quarterback than Tom Brady this year. Byron and I yesterday were talking about the best ball cheat sheet that will be available at rosterwatch.com here at some point before the combine and just kind of going over this first tier of running backs. And whenever we were trash, man, we kind of started to talk about Alvin Kamara and how comfortable you are with him going forward with another quarterback like Drew Brees. Um I mean, I'm completely it's a little bit with that. You, you really? Think, I mean, Even if there's a Teddy. Is Teddy, Drew Brees throwing blocks for him? Well, Teddy, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater was killed Alvin Kamara last year. I Drew, think, Drew Brees well, no, has well, always been the. I think there's an argument that Kamara was um, he he wasn't healthy during that time. Okay. Uh, Brid, 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 dude, Bridgewater killed him. You can't forget the tilt of all this. I would, I would rather have Taysom Hill there, and I'm not sure whether Taysom – like I, I think that that – we were talking about yesterday that Brady's just been the ultimate dump-off guy. He's been so good in the screen game for his whole entire career with his pass-catching backs. He really helps a guy like Alvin Kamara. And we were just talking about like it seems like Nick – I mean, certainly Dalvin you're, – you're more comfortable with Dalvin Cook at this point, right? Than Kamara, yeah. Yeah. All right, what about Nick Chubb? Because it seems like Kareem Hunt might be driving his way with open vodka bottles right out of the goddamn league. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I mean I like Chubb even 
I think I actually I don't think he really hurt Chubb that much. So I like I like I don't like Chubb as much as Cook. But do you but like him more than Kamara? Kamara. Uh, because Latavius is back. We know that Latavius is back. We don't know that Kareem Hunt's back. He signed a one year one point one million dollar deal last year. I'm I would say I guess I would say Chubb on the on I'm I'm presuming that Cleveland's gonna have a better offense in general this season. So yeah, I, I I can lean on lean towards Chubb there. Do you, where does Aaron Jones fit in all this for you? Are you finally buying in on Aaron Jones? Because that was the conundrum of the podcast yesterday. Is where does Aaron Jones fit in? He's clearly going to regress in the touchdown department, but it feels like maybe now he's finally taken over the goddamn lead role. Uh, well, is Jamal Williams still going to swindle us? I don't know. If, I don't know. There wasn't too much swindling once things kind of. I think that I think that a lot of the leveling themselves out had to do with the fact that Jamal Williams was kind of hurt and banged up. Down. It seems like the same thing. It's like always a matter of goddamn circumstance that Aaron Jones gets to get volume and look sick. And well, it feels I, like teams I, don't, I don't think Green Bay's passing game is going to be as bad as it was this coming season. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna move the ball better through the air. I think they're gonna not have to rely on Jones as much. But I think, I, I think we. I mean, I think Jones is a top, the top eight running back. So we have it. Uh, our boy Michael Yeager says only on roster watch would you be on this much tilt to start a show. XFL does how to kiss your kids. Brady being an elitist. <laughs> hey, dude, it wouldn't be it, it wouldn't be roster watch if somebody wasn't on tilt. Um, you so you have Aaron Jones as a top. I think Aaron Jones is a top eight running back. Exactly. So that means I you have Derek. You have, we, we, you, we have a we have a new Alex uh, taking over the um, role of the um, paranoid prognosticator in the uh, on the. Uh, Radio and uh, YouTube waves. Who is that? You. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I'm talking about Alex Jones. I'm talking. There's a there's, there's a different Alex in town. Oh well, it's definitely in town. Alex a- Alex Jones lives here in Austin, as as, yeah, as you as, as you very well know. Um, Derek Henry. You still take him over Aaron Jones, right? Absolutely. Do you what do you do? Do you think it's absolutely crazy that they're going to no. have to? Pay? <laughs> you think you you're fine? Just you think you're fine? Just just to pay him? Yeah, absolutely. Ninety million. He says he he says the Zeke money's where he wants to start talks. I mean, he's he's my he might be my favorite running back. Our boy Baron Von Ironcock, man, one of the awesomest pro members that we got, is asking who gave you these AirPods. He's he's asking if they were a, a Christmas gift. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I got um what I got a, a a massage gun for Christmas. That's what I got. Yeah, I think I think we wrote those things off as a corporate expense. Um, does Joe Mixon? But all right, and so finally, be, 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 before we get into these prospects. Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, Leonard Fournette, 
they're sort of in that last tier before we probably want to start looking to like the Chris Godwins of the world, maybe the, the, the Chris Godwins, the Mike Evans, the Amari Coopers, and then maybe start looking at the next tier down as far as running backs. And that's where you get into the Miles Sanders, the Devin Singletary's, et cetera. So just kind of to end this tier for one, you don't think Miles Sanders or Devin Singletary or Melvin Gordon belong in this same tier of running back. Do you, this top, uh, I guess this top, 11 or so that sort of ends with Fournette slash Jacobs. And if you don't, how do you see the last three in that tier of Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs and Leonard Fournette? How would you personally stack them up? Well, there's somebody I might put um, in front of all of them, actually. Who? Well, he plays the Arizona Cardinals now. Oh, we can't put Kenyon Drake yet. I mean, we'll see if he no. even gets, we need we need to see if he even gets re-signed. But I do believe he. Yeah. I I I think Kenyon Drake belongs. I mean, he's he's in this next tier down. He's in this next tier down with the Miles Sanders, the Devin Singletary, Melvin Gordon, um, Drake Eckler, guys like that. I think that that's the right that's the right. Uh, I mean, that's the right the spot last, for now. The last bit of the season was there a better? I mean, besides Derrick Henry, maybe Man, he, was there a better he, back in football? Well, I mean, if you just take the overall averages, probably not. But he he was he was up and down. He, it wasn't like he was completely dependable every week. I mean, he had the one week with four touchdowns that really buoyed his average. But you know, we could pull up the I could probably pull up the game log and we can just look and see how trusty he was. He was certainly really good. He looked better than he ever looked. At, I mean, Jesus, he looked better than he ever looked in Miami for sure. But yeah, I mean, I guess the last what. Last three weeks was pretty, you know, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't just pretty good. It was it was elite, man. It was really elite. good in PPR. But, I mean, before that. I mean, before that doesn't really count. Oh, no, I mean, it kind of does because it, 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 this all started in week nine, right? And so he had a 26-pointer in that game. And then he got you in in PPR, he got you a 10-pointer, a 14-pointer, a 7-pointer, a 9-pointer. And then he had the big 40-pointer versus Cleveland, the 34-pointer at Seattle, and then a 17-pointer PPR at the Rams. So it was really the last three games. But even if we look at the point wherever he came to Arizona, I mean, he he had three games in there where he sort of busted for you out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So three out of eight, not – I mean – yeah, you're right. If, if he continues like that, he's probably, probably maybe a little bit low. I like what our boy Michael Yeager's saying in the, in the chat, though. He's, he's going to be this year's Damian Williams in the regular season. Could be true. If they do get David Johnson out of there, Drake will move up. Well, yeah, I, I think, I don't yeah, like, I, I, th- I think Williams had more competition in that backfield. I just don't see how. Well, did no. he? Uh, Daryl Williams, Darwin Thompson, LaShawn McCoy, that was a healthy scratch week after week. I mean, with Damian Williams, it was just he was hurt. You know, I don't see how they're going to get rid of David Johnson or David Johnson's owed. He, he represents almost almost 19 million in dead cap, 18.33 million. I don't know how they're going to get, get away from him. So I don't think we can move Drake up. But if we, in your perfect world, in your perfect world, would Kenyon Drake be above Miles Sanders and Devin Singletary? He, I mean, there'd be, definitely be an argument for him above both of those guys. 
I mean, I, for me, again, it kind of depends on I'm kind of iffy on I'm just going to I'm wondering about the Eagles offense in general and the weapons that they will have going forward. And I think the Bills, I don't know. I think that I feel like the Bills are going to pick up a big wide receiver um, early on in this draft. So I think that, too, could affect how uh, the way their offense looks moving forward, too. I think there's, yeah, I think there's a get lot down of questions the, for both They'll get down teams. in the red zone more, and there's not going to be any Frank Gore. Devin Singletary, they finally, took the, they finally took the leash off. It was like, bam, dude, he's sick. I feel like, I mean, it's a good, that's a good question. I feel like all three of those guys kind of are hovering around the same area. All right. Um, let's, let's, I mean, I feel like I like them all more than Leonard Fournette right now, but that's, I don't know, that's just me, maybe. Leonard, you, you can't give up on the, the, the touch share of Leonard Fournette last year. It's like you can't do it. Touchdowns or lack thereof. Yeah. Look, Leonard Fournette's moved down like, Past Josh Jacobs, I think that that's a good way to. It's a good place to get him. And look, like the touchdown regression has to come for Leonard Fournette. Uh, all right, let's talk about Juwan Jennings, the wide receiver out of Tennessee. I'll have some video here. I'll try to put up here in a minute from our friend Brad Kelly, who used to work over at the Draft Network. He was um, he was able to get uh, able to get video of all of his one on ones from the Senior Bowl, so we can run a little bit of that while we're talking about him. Hopefully we won't get a copyright strike like we do from Exos when we put up actual game film for these idiots. Um, I don't think Brad would give us a copyright strike. I hope he wouldn't. Trashman, what do you think? Uh, Juwan Jennings, you were to, you just mentioned Des Bryant earlier, and you gave him a Des Bryant comp. My my, I just I I think you Trashman, I think you always give comps to players that are just way too good. You know, <laughs> really? like. You always comp guys to Michael Thomas or Des Bryant or fucking like just Demarius. I'm just like, not all these guys. Because the thing is, a lot of times I feel like the people who are going to be looking at those player comparisons, they want somebody that they, I mean, they want some sort of comparison to someone that they are pretty familiar with. So I try to. What about Dante Moncrief? That was my comp. I I think Jennings has more dog in him than Moncrief. Moncrief Moncrief had a ton of dog coming out. He's been a wuss since he'd been, he's been in the NFL, but he had a ton of, he had a ton of dog coming out. Let's not (sighs) act like he didn't. I mean, but that wasn't one of his major, I remember profiling Moncrief and I don't remember that being one of my major takes on Moncrief was his aggression. I mean, I, I, remember thinking that he could bring down contested catch catches, but I don't remember thinking that he was a very aggressive player in general on the field. Well, Juwan Jennings is, is aggressive. And the one thing that he really, um, the one thing that he really showed at the senior bowl, like it was in the first day of practice, but to, he went up and he beasted to catch a football. One of the ones where you go up and the stuff I was dying to hopefully see, out of Colin Johnson or the big kid there from Liberty. Uh, what's his name? He's, he's not, he was bad there. Antonio Gandy golden. Mm. Um, what I was dying to see out of these guys, just the ability to, you know, back shoulder, go up and get this thing, show some, show some body control on the sidelines to keep your feet in, but really just go up, contest to catch, sna- just take it away, snatch it away. Um also, he's just very, very physical as a physical as a runner, physical as a as a as a tackle breaker. One as of the a, best as a blocker. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, yeah, very good as a blocker and in, in, in the blocking drills as well. I just, I didn't see, a, I, I didn't see a consistent ability to, to, to separate though. Whenever you know we were watching drills, um, it was not something where I said, you know, wow, this guy, you know, it. If he would have continued doing what he did, whenever he just went up and and absolutely just murked that 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 DB on that one route, I I I I, I was thinking from the uh, from the very beginning that it could be something where this could be just an absolute monster of a of a week that we have ahead of us here. But uh, I, I, I mean, think I this think could, the thing is this that could like, be the rep. That that's the rep right there. That's the rep right there. Well, well it, the thing- it, he just he he he. He turns around, goes up, steals it away, attacks the football. Watch him attack this football. Watch, watch him cre- create a little bit of space and, and attack. Go up and attack. That's what I wanted to see over and over from, from Juwan Jennings, and I'm just not sure that it was something that we saw a whole lot of throughout the course of the week. Once again, hat tip to uh, our friend Brad Kelly for these one-on-one reps for the Senior Bowl. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you can go find it uh, on YouTube. Just type in Jawan Jennings and Senior Bowl to see some of these. Well, the thing is, like with a lot of these guys who are really good at contested catches and things like that, they're that way, or at least they can rely on that because they don't separate that well. The reason why they're contested is because they haven't been able to separate. And I think just with his size and with his aggression – he can rely on that, you know, not being able to separate as well. I don't know if it's going to work for him on the next level, but, you know, that's kind of been his bread and butter because he's more quick than fast. He's not going to, and he's not, you know, the, he, he can kind of round off his, his, his route sometimes. He's not the greatest uh, route runner. And so he relies on his ability to make the contested catch outpower the defender because, you know, he isn't necessarily that great at uh separation i don't know but i've yet to i've yet to see really any wide receivers so far that i've looked at at least at the senior bowl who are really good at separation at getting separation early on a lot of these you need to watch kj hill pretty soon but i I mean um that guy can that guy can definitely that guy can definitely separate and i mean devin duvernay on film can separate it's just um I don't but know. he also, it, but he also doesn't play. I mean, he's playing out of the slot most of the time. I, I yeah, feel I, like. I, I understand. I understand. And, and and when we look at Juwan Jennings, thirty percent team receptions, thirty four percent team receiving yards, forty two percent team receiving touchdowns. Within the context of that Tennessee offense, he was very, very, very productive. So, uh, you know, definitely something to keep in mind there. You know, this is a guy playing against SEC competition week in and week out and being very productive. Getting getting a little bit of good early separation uh, there was 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 that versus Troy Pride Jr. That is so, look, I mean, there were some nice things, you know, that we saw out of Juwan Jennings. The more I'm kind of looking at this and, and remembering some of the plays that he had, it makes me think that um, maybe I'm a little bit lower on him than I should be as far as. Um, how you see him in fantasy? Are you like? And that, clearly, and he's not going to be a guy in dynasty leagues. You're going to be taken in the first round or anything like that. But um, do you think that? It, I mean, in dynasty, is, is there is there something here for our for our, for our taxi squads? I think so. And I mean, that's another reason why I compared him to Dez is because I felt like he was kind of like a little bit of a tweener. You know, he's kind of a possession guy, but. He's, you know, he, he can be explosive and he can, I think he's going to be an asset in the red zone. 
you know, I was, I was, I was, um, thinking about maybe comparing him to someone like a Muhammad Sanu at first, but I think he's more aggressive than that. I feel like he's going to be mainly a possession guy who can, um, who's going to catch some touchdowns for you. So I feel like in PPR, I, I think he'll be more of an asset in PPR formats, at least on the, on, on the outset. Six foot three, 206 pounds, nine inch hands. His hands look bigger than nine inches. That was a little bit surprising to me. 32 and seven, eight, seven, eighth inch arms. So how do you, how do you, hands are bigger than nine inches. Oh, we'll talk about it in a sec. Go ahead. How do you, how do you stack him up as far as just, are you ranking these guys as you go the same way that I am? Uh, I haven't, I haven't really been ranking them now. You should be. Well, they're fresh on your mind, right? You you should be ranking them, I think. I mean, I'm trying I've, to I'm trying to decide whether or not I like him better than Van Jefferson. I think I like him better than Colin Johnson. Do you, I mean, do you like Juwan Jennings better than Colin Johnson? I think they're well. I think it's really going to be on how their teams use them. I feel like Colin Johnson could be somebody's, you know, Kenny Galladay, but. I think it really depends on where he lands, what kind of competition he has there. And he's, he, I mean, he has the, <laughs> he has the footwork. He has the skills to be a really good receiver in the NFL. He just, I don't he know can't, if he has He can't, he can't heart. do what Juwan Jennings went up and did on that first rep. He just, he, 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 he doesn't. And like our boy, Michael Yeager says in the, uh, in the comments, he has, he he has those tiny Marco Rubio hands, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't I didn't know I've I haven't heard anything about nine inch Rubio's nine hands. nine inch hands isn't that small. What was small was the eight and three quarter inch hands on on Colin Johnson for me, and it was six foot six. So yeah, those are really tiny. Right. Um, all right. So for me, I currently have Juwan Jennings just behind Van Jefferson. I I could move him up. Just because Van Jefferson, a, a, you know, one full calendar year older, uh, Van Jefferson, much, much, much less. But I think I'm moving him above Van Jefferson. So I currently, of the guys I've done so far, I've done 14 of these players. I have Juwan Jennings at number six. I actually kind of like him. Um, no, I like Juwan Jennings. Yeah. Uh, I just like his his aggression, just that dog in him. That's not something you see all the time. And that's why it's hard, too, to make player comparisons because really you think about other players in the NFL that kind of have that as a trait. I mean, what is it? It's like Anquan Bolin and Des Bryant, you know, when you think about guys like that, who else it's, it's, it's hard to make another comparison there. I feel like. All right. Fair enough. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about Brandon. Ayuk. Uh, I'll, I'll be putting your column up for him probably at some point after I do the XFL breakdown here in a minute. Um, I've added some of my thoughts in there, uh, as well as I do on all of these, uh, as, as, as I've done on all of these, um, Brandon, Ayuk out of Arizona state. Now he did not work out at the senior bowl. Uh, he had a unspecified injury that he wouldn't tell us what it, what it was. I wasn't able uh, to find out what it is. He, he wouldn't tell us either. Um, but he just kept on saying it's very minor. He was flagged by the senior bowl medical staff uh for he was flagged for his for his physical 
So he didn't pass the physical, but it, 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 it's a tough physical to pass in the senior role. They don't take any chances because they do not want to get sued by these men that have millions and millions at stake, you know, for for putting them at any sort of unnecessary risk. Um, but we, we did get weigh in numbers, 5'11 and three quarter, uh, uh, 201 pounds, big Stefan Kind of Diggs, freakish. 10 inch hands and just a really crazy 33 and one eighth inch arm. Um 81 inch wingspan. That's that was larger than it. That was the biggest, the widest wingspan of any wide receiver. Was it bigger than Claypool? Was it bigger than Claypool? Claypool was only 80. Wow. 80. He does have it. Like, yeah, I I shook his hand and got like a roster watch ID from him and stuff like that. Dude, he like that, 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 that hand really is like a bushel of bananas on the end of a big broomstick. Like, he really, he's got only two or two or three wide receivers who had hands that big. They those hands will those those hands will just envelop your you know your your hand like all the way up to the middle of your forearm. It's just pretty. It's pretty crazy. Uh, and I, I agree with you, dude. When you watch, it, it was funny because Jim Nagy said that. It, tell me if you think that this is true or this is weird. That NFL scouts, there wasn't a single NFL team that he had spoken to, and Jim Nagy's the director of the Senior Bowl. There wasn't a single NFL team that he'd spoken to that did not have a higher grade on Brandon Ayuk this year than they had on Nikhil Harry last year. And we all know Nikhil Harry went at the end of the first round last year. Do you think that that's possible? Because when you look at Brandon Ayuk, the first thing that I see is just the elite open field vision. And once he gets, once he gets into space, he, 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 dashes to wherever the hell he wants to go. Uh, I mean, he's just – you You mentioned the run after catch is probably his greatest um, attribute outside of just that freakish long wingspan and, and catch radius. But he's also really, really fast. And he has really good op- – he has just really good open field – like the, the open field vision of a guy that's a true kick returner. That's how right. he, he's, he – he looks like a kick returner every time he gets the football in his hands. Uh, and so – He's dangerous, man. Like he's he's dangerous, but he's a one year wonder. You know, he's a one year wonder. He's a JUCO guy. Um, uh, to me, that, to me that, speaks, here last year. that speaks a lot to the, his ability to develop and improve. I feel like you know, and like playing behind the kill Harry. I mean, you're not going to have that many opportunities to flourish. But I think somebody coming from JUCO to, you know, getting the kind of reviews that he's gotten. At Arizona State, to me, that shows a player who took his raw talent, which he's got a ton of, and you know has been coached up. He's he's a he's an excellent route runner, and just that vision that he has is is, is pretty uncanny. And it's um, I think I think it's a it's a, it's a he's one of those kind of joystick players that you yeah, love he, to watch. He's definitely like he's definitely a gadgety type of he's 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 really really fun really really fun to 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 watch um we got our guy uh got our guy michael dude michael yeager and in, in, in the chat just coming through he's saying that it's a minor hip issue i guess he's in arizona he says he lives in arizona so that's good to know that's that's unconfirmed clearly but he says according to sources here he lives in arizona it's a minor hip um so okay, minor hip. Hope you know certainly something to monitor as we get into the combine because I think he looks like a guy that should run really fast, right? I mean, yeah, he looks super, really fast. Super, super productive, looks real fast. 
You projected him to run a four four five. I didn't even change that one bit. I think that's right on. That's exactly it. That's actually exactly what I thought whenever I was watching him mid mid four fours. Um, twenty eight percent team receptions last year. Thirty seven percent team receiving yards. Thirty eight percent team receiving touchdowns. Good as a kick returner. Uh, you know, you did mention, and I completely agree. He lets the ball get into his body. Pretty more often than you would think for a man with such big ass hands. Yeah. So, but we see him make hands catches too, right? We see him make hands catches too. Yeah. And he, he he's just uh, he, he's just he's a really nifty player with the ball in his hands. A guy that can uh, a guy that can track it well. Um, we talk about separation, man. Like he doesn't have like separation is not an issue with him, even though he is uh, even though he's not somebody that you think. I don't know. What do you think of him? What do you think of him as a route runner? I don't think it's any great part of his game. I think it's fine. I, yeah, I, I don't think. So. I think he kind of had a limited uh, route tree, but I think I don't think that's his fault. And I, I think he's going to be somebody who's going to be able to expand his route tree. And I think he runs the routes that he runs really well. Okay, so we, I mean, when you talk about him, I mean, you write about him. You're saying that. You think he can be a do everything guy that goes huge in fantasy? That's what you said to end your fantasy section of this. It's a pretty good review on this guy from you. It seems like you really like him. So, moment of truth here to end the podcast. Where do you have him? I know you haven't done rankings, but if oh, the, the guys you've done so far, when we consider Denzel Mims, who I know you love, Brian Edwards, who I know that you liked a lot from South Carolina. Um, Brandon Ayuk, how do you how do you measure these guys up? I and 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 are those guys at the top for you? Michael Pittman Jr. could be in there too. I was about to say, I feel like he's right up there. If for me, it's Mims Edwards, and I think for me, it's Ayuk or Pittman. I think I could go either way there. At this point, I feel like Pittman's a, a bit more polished. I feel like. You know, he could be a little bit more consistent in the NFL right now. But, I, I mean, I, I, I just get excited watching Ayuk. So Denzel Mims still hanging in at your number one? He is. I think he just got that a really good combination of – he is aggressive. He's not as uh, aggressive as Jennings, but he's aggressive and he's explosive. And – um He's just uh, – he's the – I don't know. You like, I like those dark horses. I like those uh, underdogs. <laughs>